Okay, let's do this one last time, yeah? Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Spider. Call me Spider-Man! I want that ball-crawling arachnid prosecuted! I'm Spider-Man. I want him strung up by his web! Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. I want Spider-Man! Hello, true believers. Welcome to the Spider-Man Book Club. This podcast is all about digging into everyone's, the library of everyone's favorite wall-crawling menace and his venomous corner of the Marvel Universe. Huh? Huh? Yeah, kind of. Sure, why not? Um, I'm your host, JJ Hodges, and today, all the way from outside Gotham City, see, I did it again, (laughs) is, Uh it's Chris. Uh, Hey, Chris, how are you? Hey, I'm good. I'm ready to get venomous up in here. Oh, Hell yeah. Um, so this is your first time on the uh, the Spider-Man show. Um, yeah, I've been on your other show a couple times, but this, yep. this is new over here. Uh, I am very much looking forward to it. Uh, we're talking today Venom Lethal Protector. Yeah, because yeah, you the... said, what do you want to talk about Spider-Man? And I was like, Peter Parker? Nah, I don't want to talk about that guy. <laughs> Let me talk about Eddie, my man. <laughs> I, you know what? It it counts because he's he's a Spider-Man adjacent. Yeah. Um, so I figured, what the heck? You know, we've done we've we've done all kinds of stuff. This is a Marvel love lovers podcast. Yeah, anyway. it is. So. and it's funny because obviously, if if people know me, I am a DC Comics person, but my mm-hmm. one and only tattoo is of Venom. So. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yep. I. I should get a Spider-Man tattoo. I've been thinking about that, actually. Yeah, Yeah. I need to get a Batman one to, you know, round it out. But right now, so uh, comic book writer Ben Kahn, their partner is a tattoo artist. They Mm -hmm. did my Venom tattoo, which you can see. The listeners can't, but you can. Very Um, nice. Yeah, it's a Venom tattoo, and he is crawling out of a rose that he's, like, slowly Venomizing, symbioteizing a rose. (laughs) That is really cool. (laughs) Yeah, I like it a lot. That's that's the kind of stuff I love the the unique stuff like that um, yeah. versus just you know I just have like Batman eighty nine the the yeah. chest logo on my arm yeah those are fun uh, too though yeah yeah this was one of those where I was on uh, the Talking Comics podcast and talking about Venom and defending my deep love of the movie Venom two and <laughs> and drinking quite a lot. And they were like, yeah, you love it, but you don't like get it tattooed on your body, love it. And I was like, I do though, I do. And then <laughs> I did, and then I did. <laughs> that, you know what? I, I totally respect that. Uh, Cause you're just, you know, kicking ass and taking names there. It's like, you don't love it that much. And you're like, oh, contraire. Oh, don't I? <laughs> don't I? Don't test me, I do. <laughs> so uh, in in lieu of the uh, the normal, spider-man questions i ask a first-time guest will uh will venomize those uh so to speak so when were you first uh bonded with the symbiote Ooh, um you know it's funny because i have to think about that uh i'm used to answering this for batman (laughs) (laughs) it is harder uh i could probably answer it for spider-man because i do love spider-man i i was joking about not loving him but um (laughs) 
and probably the first time I encountered the symbiote was from the old Spider-Man like '90s cartoon. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. I'm sure. Obviously, then saw him again in Spider-Man movie, the third one. We won't talk about that though. <laughs> uh, the emo dance. <laughs> in, in, infamous <laughs> is, is, I think, yeah, the word. Yeah, we, we won't talk about that though. Um, <laughs> but it was—it's truly. I, I always found it interesting. I thought I think the character was very interesting. But it is truly the Tom Hardy movies that made me love Venom. Mm -hmm. I love those movies so much. <laughs> you know, the the love for those movies, it I'm just I'm one of those people where I, I've gotten over my whole thing of um why do you like that? Because I that's yeah. I hate when people say that. So yeah. I'm more or less just like, I'm glad you like it, you know. Yeah. You know what it is, you know what it is? It makes total total sense to me that I, I don't want this. This is going to sound worse than I mean it. I swear to God. I, okay. It makes sense to me that you don't like it. And I know mm -hmm. that sounds like patronizing, but I don't mean it patronizing. I really don't. It does make sense to me that you don't like it. And it makes sense to me that I do. I swear to God, these movies were made for gay people. <laughs> <laughs> these, these are superhero movies for the queers. <laughs> the, she's, okay. the, the she's the gays and the days love Venom. <laughs> They're Spider-Man for the she's the gays and the days. I might need you to elaborate on that. <laughs> I'm happy to. I am happy to. First of all, Tom Hardy, Tom Hardy loves the gays. And Tom Hardy mm -hmm. had so, so first of all, Tom Hardy of the infamous interview of, of course, I've slept with a man. I'm an actor. You know, we'll never forget that interview. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> Tom Hardy is, is very big with the gay community, but he also got like, more and more permission to do what he wanted with the movie, especially two. Like the first mm -hmm. one is fun. It's like madcap silliness. But the second one is a rom-com. Like the second one is like, fuck your superhero movie. I'm going to have a rom-com of me and my symbiote falling in love until they legitimately straight up kiss. Venom comes up and comes out in a <laughs> gay club wearing literal neon like colors he has a whole coming out montage it is a gay club go back and watch that scene it is a gay club everyone in there is gay that is a full thing and he I, has have, a I have heard that yeah he has a coming out speech where he's like i wasn't allowed to be myself i can't be myself around him everyone in the scene thinks he's coming out as gay like obviously mm -hmm. we're watching it and realize he's coming out as a symbiote but <laughs> everyone in the scene thinks he's coming out as gay i'm just yeah. saying like it is a full-on gay rom-com and, you know, each each movie is getting progressively gayer. I'm telling you, by the third one, it's going to have, like, a musical montage. I'm, like, waiting. I'm ready. I'm here for it. <laughs> I, I totally buy this theory. Like, I, yeah. I dig it. Yeah. Yeah. I think Tom Hardy is just like, you know what? You know, straight straight people have Christopher Nolan's Batman. I've got to give the gays <laughs> something. Like, <laughs> You know, it's it's funny because this, uh, this book like thinking of it in, in those kinds of terms yeah. makes me think like just how out of place Spider-Man feels in it. Right. <laughs> you know, so funny, right. It's like, honestly he, hilarious. Like, I mean, it's just the, I mean, the setting is San Francisco, so there yeah. you go. Uh, but it's just, it's just funny to me. Like, I, I guess I never realized that Peter was in the book. I thought that it was just straight up a Venom story. Yeah. Um, and and I'm glad that it isn't because I'm glad we get the classic shenanigans of yeah it happens 
twice, I think, where Peter shows up to stop Venom, but Venom was actually being the good guy. Yeah. And it's like, and and Peter's just like, oh my God, <laughs> you know, like, what am I doing here? Yeah. Um, Peter, Peter is intruding. It is like a, it's a comedy of errors, right? He is intruding yeah. on something every time in the story. And it's very much a classic, um, superhero as meddler story where yeah. you know superheroes are important and great but every once in a while they get a little full of themselves and think that they're the only possible good in the world right and yes yes he's absolutely in that in his head he's like there's a thing going on i have to be involved in it also can we talk about you know if we're talking about this as gay metaphor it's san francisco just yep. saying <laughs> i'm not it's... saying what i'm saying he's in boys town <laughs> It's, it's, it's all there, really. It's, um, it's text. It's text. <laughs> so we are talking Venom Lethal Protector, which yes. ran from December 1992 to May 1993, yes. written by David Michelini, uh, penciled by Mark Bagley and Ron Lim, inked mm -hmm. by Sam De La Rosa and Al Mil Milgram, colored by M Marie Javins, and lettered by Richard Starkings and Rick Parker. Yes. So, uh, Mark Bagley, probably my, uh, no, not probably, definitely my favorite Spider-Man artist. Yeah. And it's really good. Yeah. He, I mean, I think he does a great job of capturing a, mm -hmm. a really interesting, like, like his Venom, especially, you know, like, yeah. you know, Farland is the creator, you know, the master, but, but he just has this really cool, like, He's yeah. just this brute, and he almost looks like, like he's smiling all the time, yeah. right? You know, just yeah. like he just looks so scary, and and like the teeth are just yeah. enormous. It's it's so awesome just to look at, yeah. like you know, yeah, he's you know, big, but and he's also dripping, and it, I love when the symbiote is dripping. You know, yeah. like yeah. you can you can hear it squelching on the panel, which is amazing. <laughs> it's like. Right. It's a little gross, and I love it. I want him to be a little grody. That's how I. That's how I want my venom. <laughs> I. That was my my biggest thing with the the movies yeah. uh, is that I love you know I love the look that they gave the the you know Venom and Carnage, and, and even to an extent Riot in the first film. Um, I because I it's like you know the, the inspiration is very yeah. much it's not so subtly the the alien from Alien right sure. and. And you can see that, and it's just like one of my favorite monsters of all time, Absolutely. and and just looks so just like you said, slimy and gross, yeah. and just and on top of that, indestructible. Like you just look oh, like yeah. you look at this thing like I'm dead. Like yeah. you know, what am I gonna do with that? And if right. we're talking, if we're talking about why this story, because I, I will say, so it was Tom Hardy's movies that got me to love Venom. But mm -hmm. that that in the way that sometimes happens, you know, the movies pulled me in, but I've gone back to the comics since then mm -hmm. and realized that a lot of queer people love Venom anyway. Like this has been a very queer red story for a long time. Okay. Actually. Like it has a long history of that. Um, and there it Ed, Venom Eddie is a huge ship in fandom. Like it hmm. is a well-loved, well-trod ship in fandom. Um, which is actually like, 
you're gonna get some queer history up in this podcast, JJ. I, I'm all for it. Yeah, <laughs> let's go. I also expect nothing less from you. So I know, right? Like this. Is we're like just talking off here. mic about you being a teacher. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, let's go to school, right? Like, um, <laughs> so Venom is inherently kind of a horror monster, right? Like that's kind mm -hmm. of his whole deal, and there is a long history of. Uh, there was a whole even a documentary Brian Fuller put out of called Queer for Fear that came out last year that's fully recommend everyone go listen to it about why mm -hmm. gay people are so drawn to the horror as a genre. And there's mm -hmm. something about how being othered and like treated as monsters in society has drawn queer people to really see themselves in horror monsters. And mm -hmm. so, you know, like the Babadook is a queer icon, you know, things like that. There have yep. been a lot of jokes and memes and whatever because of being othered and treated as monsters in society and i think that venom as a character especially because he's often both good and bad you know he's a lethal yeah. protector in stories mm -hmm. like this and because he also is a symbiote he's someone who has had these like close very in-depth relationships with people of the same gender who you know people misunderstand and misread these relationships i think he is often a character that queer people project themselves onto hmm. and so you know there's again throughout the history of this character especially him and eddie they're you know not as much other characters but him and eddie specifically like they are roommates quote unquote that which is another thing you know the history of like oh they were just roommates but they're actually gay and in love you know sure. that's a famous thing as well throughout the history of this character and then there have been times when they have had to like rebond themselves together by literally like kissing. Like that's a thing that's happened in comics before. I can point these times out when their mm -hmm. symbiosis has looked very similar to what would be look like sex. Like there's been times in the comics where it's been very intimate and interesting for it to not actually be romance. It's, it's very interesting, but yeah, it's been queer read since the dawn of this character pretty much. You know, it's, it's interesting. You're, you're saying all that because I'm thinking about, uh, the the as of this recording the the episode yeah. that will precede this which was about all about the alien costume saga with yeah. Spider Man and how Peter rejected it you know mm. Peter and and it, I'm I'm like I, I'm so excited about this yeah. right now you know like yeah. realizing it as we're, as we're talking where yeah. Peter rejects this like I I he can't have that kind of relationship yeah. that's not for him but yeah. Eddie is. Yeah. raving love and affection yes. like just love me love yeah. me because as we find out in the story he's not getting it from his father despite yeah doing everything he can mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and yeah. and it's it's interesting the uh that aspect of it you know when you're talking about the you know being queer red mm -hmm. i i sat there and went wow i, I i'm immediately thinking of the dad yeah you know? Yeah, being and, rejected, being othered, which is exactly Eddie's whole deal, right? right? Yeah, I know, right? It's there. The layers are there. It's wild because it, clearly the writers many times did not mean this to happen, but they kind of sure. accidentally did it. Well, some of the writers, who knows? Many of them maybe did. We don't know. Probably, <laughs> probably in more recent stuff because I, I don't yeah. think I don't see Flash Thompson being that way. Is it? I know, <laughs> but yeah, never know. I do wonder sometimes. <laughs> well, you know. 
<laughs> you know, uh, hey, I've read a lot of Batman. There's no way homophobic Chuck Dixon meant for his comics to be as gay as they were, but he sure did it a lot. <laughs> that, well, there's also a lot of projection that happens in those types of situations. For so. sure. Some stuff going on with Chuck Dixon. I, I've said yeah. it before and I'll say it again. <laughs> it, it's just... It, you know, all you, have, all you have to do is look at the credits to The Sound of Freedom and you'll understand what I'm saying, folks. It <laughs> People who, pre, who preach a certain type of hate, mm -hmm. they tend to not really hate it behind the scenes. Just saying. Well, it's just, um, just check this and go to therapy. Anyway. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what, but um, what else attracted you to this story? You know, because it was like, you know, we'll yeah. talk, talk Venom and stuff and and uh, and this was a book that uh, you know I've, I said this before is is an embarrassing blind spot on my part. Yeah. And I think I sort of realized that I just didn't know the character of Venom. Like mm -hmm. I, you know, speaking of projections, had my own projection of him where yeah. I always just thought of him uh, like my Venom, so to speak, is the Venom from the first time he meets Spider Man, where he's just right. he's a monster, he's rampaging, he's gonna kill him, and and that was always just my view of him. And just thinking like, you can't, you know, like Venom is a good guy. I don't know. It just does, doesn't ring true yeah. to me. Um, but and then after like a Jason Todd kind of Venom, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, a, which of course is why I like him. Cause I'm, I'm a Jason Todd person. Now. <laughs> this is a, this is a like, wise cracking anti-hero like i'm gonna kill people but you're not gonna mind it so much when i do it <laughs> well it's it's funny because the first time we see him he's rescuing somebody yeah. but he does it in this horrific way oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> and then like, he's biting heads off but it's fine <laughs> yeah and then and then he and then he jumps away and he's just like and talking to himself like i agree like that's that was a great day <laughs> you know yeah. just oh, yeah he rescues this girl from getting uh she's getting assaulted and he rescues mm -hmm. her and she's like we see her freaking the fuck out because he rescued her and she's yeah. like running uh and, and like crying and he's like i did so good look eddie we did good and behind <laughs> him she's like sobbing and trying <laughs> i i love that it's a one-sided conversation we never yes. hear what the symbiote says just mm -hmm. what eddie is saying back to I it i know it's so good it it's uh you know because but i also like in the movies that that yeah. they had kind of a back and forth and eddie kind of talking to himself on the street and and plus the visualization of the the symbiote kind of coming out of them and you know being yes. like a, a third arm almost in his face yeah i always thought that that looks so cool it did i agree um but uh, but for the comic, it's strange thinking like, uh, like I, this was a creative decision that I really dig, and I feel like I shouldn't have. <laughs> it shouldn't work, but somehow it does. <laughs> I really like it. I love um, how he's a little bit like affectionately delusional in this story. Mm. He is so he is very convinced that he is the good guy of this story and yep. and he's trying to be and he's he's doing his best like i really do think he's doing he's trying very hard but he yeah. sees he sees peter parker as the one who's doing it the wrong way and he's very right. convinced like peter parker is self-righteous and annoying and frustrating and he's like 
that guy's got it wrong. I'm going to do it right. And he's like making a full mess the whole time. But he doesn't see that. He really does see himself as the good guy in this. And I, it's kind of, I don't know, like I, I feel affectionate toward his very delusions in this story. Um. I, I I agree. It's it's written really well where you you can understand why he would think that way. And to the oh, yeah. to the point to the point where when Peter is talking mm-hmm. and it's like Peter's my guy. And when he's yeah. saying like, well, Brock is delusional and he's a killer, there was a part of me, I'm not gonna lie, that was a little bit like Shut up, Peter. You'll yeah, leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Get off your high horse and go back to your own city. <laughs> and, then, and then being a little surprised that I thought that, I was like, oh, yeah. I, wait a minute. But I, I thought I agreed with Peter. I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm like, let him bite heads off criminals. I'm like, okay, maybe I can, I can kind of see your point now that I've said it out loud a little bit. But like, <laughs> <laughs> he's still learning. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I training wheels. Well, I think that's that's what's great about this story yeah, is that he yeah. he genuinely fancies himself the hero, yeah. and he's trying really hard to be the hero and really having to reconcile why nobody thinks of him as a hero. Um, yeah. Like when he saves the you know the the you know the colony or whatever you know that's like stuck yeah. under San Francisco, which was such a a weird cliffhanger ending. It must have been weird monthly when it's like. Oh my gosh, we've fallen through time. It's like, well, no, it's still the present. It just looks like the past. <laughs> Which I was like, you know what? I dig that though. I dig the idea of the underground city more than if they had time traveled, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. It was very, very um, M. Night Shyamalan's The Village moment there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I did which, love that it was like the X. It, he found the X Men, like the what are they called, the Mardocks or whatever that are underground. I felt like he the, found the them. Morlocks. Yeah, the Morlocks. I felt like he just found the Morlocks underground, and I was like, right. okay, we're doing this now. <laughs> yeah, and and I think that that added. Uh, you know, there's a lot happens in these six issues. Yeah. Oh, it's I, so I was, fast. I was really surprised. I was like. I'm being like bombarded with all these characters and um, and I it's so funny because you know every issue has a we are Venom or that's Venom in it right you know yeah. and always in the, the Venom font right <laughs> you know oh yes I love it but my favorite bit it, it happens a couple times in it is where like the like the diggers are trying to attack him and they like use the sound gun on him <laughs> And they're like, oh, we're using this, we're using the sound gun, and that's gonna stop you from blah 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 blah. And he's like, okay, well, you talk so much that I was had time to heal, so now I'm gonna kill you. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he does that a couple of times, and I laugh yeah. every time, going, Yeah, like that's what some of these superheroes should be saying in some of these situations, you know, like the you sly dog, you got me monologuing, you know. Yes. Genuinely, this was so funny. I know. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I think uh, to your point earlier, we were saying like you had this idea of who Venom was. I think some of the stories, like the original ones, but also some of the ones after this, where they just make Venom like action Venom, where he's just angry and just violent, and they go a little too hard in that, are where mm. they lose me. I don't love that. There's there's a period in comics where and the batman does this too and it always frustrated me when this happened too where it's like just dark like only dark and nothing yeah. else just grim grit like violent for for no reason with no purpose and venom definitely had that era yeah. i don't like it this era though when it's like eddie and he is so funny 
I, mm-hmm. that's it for me. Like that is my Eddie. I like it a lot. It, you know, and there's uh there's something to be said about that because these characters, yeah. they, they only work when yes. they're allowed, they're allowed to be more malleable. Is there a reason that, you know, Batman has stuck around as long as he has Spider-Man has stuck around yeah. because, you know, and even Venom for, you know, 30 yeah. plus years now, yeah. you know, it, because we get to have like you know the, the lighter weirder stories yeah. and you get to have the darker stories and yeah and i think the happy medium is probably somewhere in between because yeah there's really great drama in this yeah and there's and there's you oh, know yeah. like 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 spider-man like you know going to see his dad and trying to figure him out and oh, yeah. not getting any answers but hearing it from the the maid or whatever uh and and he goes i i kind of get him now and i feel bad um, and, and it's that kind of stuff that I like. It's like, you know, you want your characters to grow and change and, and Eddie is, is a little bit the same way where, you know, he's stuck in San Francisco. He thinks he's home. He's constantly being rejected. And it really isn't until towards the end that he realizes that he, that he, he kind of has to prove himself, yeah. you know, uh, like a, a member of this like underground society or whatever. Yeah. And, and that kind of stuff I think was great because, mm-hmm. It, it's like his, you know, like you said, his delusions are sort of yeah. catching up to reality a little bit, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it is really a heartbreaking story, especially when you're watching him, like, try to fit back into society. Like, here he is. He's ha- he's having his redemption arc. And it kind of, like, so, again, I am a teacher, as you've mentioned. I have mm-hmm. been teaching my students right now about... Uh, we've been talking this week a lot about like prison and how people come out of prison and try to make their lives again and how hard it is to like get a job and get place to live and how you're always putting on every application that you're a felon and things like that. And I was reading then during the same week, just coincidentally happened to be when we were reading lethal protector and like Eddie's trying to find a place to live and you know, all this stuff and everyone recognizing him and all of this keeps happening. And he's just like, you know, when you're trying to have a redemption and trying to do all this stuff and nobody will ever give you a second chance. And then here's Peter Parker, our hero, the guy that we've been like cheering for for all these years. And even he's not giving him a second chance. And you're like, come on, man. Like you're the one who's supposed to know, (laughs) you know? Yeah. It, it, what's great about it is, is Peter accepting it at the end, you know, when he he teams up with him and, Mm -hmm. and he says, you know, because Venom is just straight up like, I need your help. Please help yeah, me, which is huge for I know. Venom. It was great. Uh, and it's and Peter's going, he, he means it. Okay, I'll help yep. him. Yeah. And it, even Love to it. the point where Peter is like distracting the, the guards or whatever. And he's like, he's like, you go in, I'll, I'll hold him off. And it's like, and it's that kind of, you don't realize okay. that when you're reading it, but it's, it's the classic bit where it's like, well, the character has to be the hero of their own story. So. Yes. It wouldn't make any sense if Spider-Man saved the day. It has to be Venom that saves the day, right? Mm-hmm. You know, to to give him that redemption, to yeah. make him worthy of having this book. You know what I mean? Yeah, I loved it. It was great. They came around. They communicated. It was beautiful. <laughs> it, you know, and it's it's that kind of stuff that I, I really gobble up to. Like you were saying, a good redemption story. Yeah. Um, you know, because currently in the comics, Norman Osborn is kind of on one. And I'm really digging it you know and even superior spider-man was kind of a redemption yeah. for uh for uh doc ock in a lot of ways yeah so to see this with so it's it's like i'm catching up finally with venom yeah. where i'm like 
I'm like, I was, he's like, I don't know, he's always been cool as the bad guy. Why is he a hero now? And then I'm reading this and going, oh, that, that's why. You yeah. know, I'm just 30 years behind everybody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a little, he's a little, um, I think it, I, I think he's, I think of him as like a Jason Todd, I guess, because he is a little bit where he's, he's a violent good guy when he's a good guy, you know, yeah. like yeah. he's there to do the hard thing that you don't want to see your main good guy do. But sometimes right. the thing that has to be done, mm -hmm. he's that, he's that character, the lethal protector, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you thought lethal protector was a shit name. <laughs> <laughs> A good line from uh, No Way Home. <laughs> yes. Love it. Love it. Uh, I, I'm As much as I love Spider-Man No Way Home, though, I got to say I'm super salty that Venom didn't get to be a part of it. I know. I just, I, I, why can't I just want them to interact, damn it? I mean, all I, I have is Spider-Man 3. So <laughs> oh, I want it so bad. Though, to be honest with you, my I don't even know if this is a hot take. I was going to say a hot take, but I think it's probably lukewarm at best take is that <laughs> I don't think, I don't think um, Tom Holland and Tom Hardy's Venom and Spider-Man feel like they're in the same universe. I think, yeah. I think it would have to be Andrew Garfield. If he, if they're going to bring one of them in, I think it's Andrew Garfield. He's the one. I, I could totally dig that. Yeah. And, and I feel like it could happen since he's not currently Marvel, you know? Right. Just bring him over into Sony. It's fine. Yeah. We, you know, if we can have all these different Batman right? running around, you know, we can have yeah. we can have more than one Spider-Man. And, and and for the record, Andrew Garfield has multiple times said he would play a bisexual Spider-Man. So go to the gay Venom movie. Like, go do that. There you go. It's, it's, <laughs> thing writes itself. Go be, go be gay with Venom in the Tom Hardy movie. That's what we want. <laughs> Uh, one of one of the other kind of classic Spider-Man themes that this yes. thing pick, it picks up on is is Peter's overwhelming great power, great responsibility. Where yes. he's like, "I'm responsible for Venom. I have to stop him. Yes, I must so, go across country to stop yeah. him, even though he isn't, as far as I know, doing anything." <laughs> right. So, so let me let me call my my wife in her tank top and underwear while she's doing aerobics. <laughs> Which I was, I, I saw that and I was like, why is she, uh, uh, whatever. <laughs> and then you looked at what year this was written and you're like, yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Like, oh, 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 okay. oh yeah. I remember when this was written. Yeah. For By the way, this, this story was the year I was born. This is my comic. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm so old. I was already <laughs> six years old by this time. <laughs> I was just saying like, why do I love Venom? I, apparently I came into the world and this comic was written. It was like in my DNA. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's that synergy, you know. <laughs> it's like it got into me. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, and, and what what I love about that though is that Venom doesn't really have a great power, great responsibility, as much as it is just like he says multiple times, you know, or they say multiple times in this, like it's we're protecting the innocents. You put yeah. innocents in danger. He didn't want to hurt the, the symbiotes at first because he's like, there's innocent people in there. Yeah. You know, like, we, I don't want to hurt them. And that all was extremely fascinating to me. I Just th this weird, like, monster that's, you yeah. know, because he even says at the beginning, you know, like, Spider-Man tries to do good in his own twisted way. And it's like... Yes, I loved that line. <laughs> you're the twisted one, man. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> 
but I love that, you know, and, and cause sometimes it's nice to have that, that kind of black and white, you know, literally with Venom's costume, right? Yeah. Uh, where it's, it's like, it's kill or be killed. And, and where Spider-Man is very much like, nope, I'll never kill. I'll never do that ever, ever. Yeah. And Venom's just like, all right, then get the hell out of my way. And literally yeah. like, you know, <laughs> yeah. chokes him and throws him across the room. You know, you don't want to see me do it? Then shut your eyes because it's about to happen. Yeah. Right. 100%. I love it. I love it. It's a great dynamic, honestly. It's so good. I love it. Um, So would you say that Lethal Protector has won you over as a Venom guy now? I, I think so. Uh, yes, that was my goal all along. <laughs> well, I, you know, I was a big fan of the of the character. Just again, like I said, just always liked the idea of him being mm -hmm. the the villain. You know. Yeah. But I, but I guess it's also sort of like in in a weird way, like Harley Quinn, because I know yeah. some people that are like, I miss when she was the bad guy, and I'm like, you know what? Like we had that time, and I'm good with it now. Yeah. Um, the thing about Venom is that there's not one Venom. You know. Venom yeah. is whoever Venom's possessing at the moment. So. Right. Which, you know, I, I'm so behind on all that because, uh, you know, because for a while, Brock was the anti-Venom. Yeah. You know? and, yeah. I'm actually was, not even sure who Venom is possessing at the moment. This I current think, moment. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's uh, it's Brock's son. Right? Uh, Isn't it? I, forget, I thought so. I forget his name, but yeah, yeah. Because that started, they were seeding it at least through like yeah. Ultimate Carnage and king in black and all that um yeah. and i think eventually they got to wherever the heck they are now like you I know, know. And, i'm always a little behind with any up current run so i'm i'm not sure but yeah apparently ben riley was spider-man for like a year I oh i did it. see that that costume was fun <laughs> <laughs> it was a choice look, it, it, up, was look it up sometime listener if you haven't seen it. <laughs> it it was a choice um but you know anyway <laughs> um I, I like that there was, uh, you know, we, we didn't really need necessarily like a motivation for the villain other than like there's gold and I want it. Yeah. And because I Great. think Love it. like sometimes that's OK, too. Right. We can yeah. just have th this very simple motivation. We don't need him to monologue through all this crap. Right. Sometimes capitalism is the reason. It, you know, it's certainly the reason our country's running around the way it is. Um, yeah, I mean, half the time capitalism is the reason ultimately anyway. You might as well just cut out the middleman and just admit that's the reason. Yeah, you know, it's like, you know, like, oh, you just want a bunch of money. So do I. I, I get that. I get it. Luckily, student loans are not going to pay themselves. I get it. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm waiting for the I'm waiting for the villain that pops up and is like, why am I doing this? Student loan debt. That's why. <laughs> Well, <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me in the least. I just catch it on Twitter or something and be like, "Yeah, thought so." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, there's but there's also like you know, there's there's trees and then there's the Life Corporation and yeah, there's just uh, um, and then like the jury, right? You know, it's just there's always something and it. And it, it does feel like a lot, but I also like that the story was yeah so energetic that it it didn't it didn't feel like too much. It was like boom, 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 boom. We, we, yeah. you know, we're moving from this to this to this. And I never felt thinking like, well, did we really need that? Because that's yeah. like, well, yeah, we needed it. Like this it's fleshing out this this corner of, of the, mm -hmm. the Marvel world, you know, isn't it? Yeah. And to some degree, I think that's the benefit of having our hero be 
let's be honest, Eddie Eddie Brock is a himbo. He he's <laughs> like I love him with my whole heart. He is a dumb dumb box of rocks. Like this man is not questioning anything. He's like let's go throw self into it, you know? So mm -hmm. to some degree like all this stuff can happen cuz he's not standing around angsting over it. He's just like new piece of information, got it? Good, let's go. Right. <laughs> so so in a way, he like powers through the whole situation. We are like able to kind of get all this information and just go with it. Mm -hmm. You know, whereas if, if this were a Peter story, it would be like, oh, I've got to figure out every detail about it. Eddie, Eddie Brock's not figuring out anything. There, no, there's yeah. no, no. It's amazing to me. I'm like, he also was an investigative journalist. How? Don't know. <laughs> I guess that's why he got fired, right? Like that, yeah. he wasn't good at his job. <laughs> You know, look for a few clues and then go, this is hard. I'm just, just going to make it up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm tired. This is actually really hard. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the Eddie Brock I like. <laughs> it is. It is. You know what? Eddie Brock, I get it. Sometimes it's hard to do your job. Sometimes instead you just run face first into the problem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so I take it you were not a fan of Topher Grace in the role. I mean, like, I don't, honestly, I barely remember him in the role. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I like had to think when you said that, I was like, oh yeah, that's who was in the role. Thinking back on that movie, he was, I guess he was fine. Like he did nothing. I feel like in that role, yeah. he was there. He, he didn't, well, he didn't get an opportunity really. Yeah. Whereas who knows? I he could have been fine. I think, uh, he was a good version of the, uh, uh, ultimate Venom, the ultimate Eddie Brock, you know, uh, just kind of a, hmm. like a, somebody that, you know, Peter knew and was kind yeah. of friends with, but was also just ultimately a douchebag. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he did. I just feel like he did again, that movie was like overstuffed and really ridiculous and poorly written. So it's kind of like, I don't think, it, it's fair to even judge the performance in that one. No. Um, but he's no Tom Hardy. <laughs> it's, well, yeah. Well, it, I just liken it to, it's a little bit like he didn't get a great script the same, no. and could have been great the same way like George Clooney didn't get a great yeah. script and he could have been great. Yeah. That said, I think George Clooney also just did not care. <laughs> I, I will blame George Clooney a little bit more for that Batman movie. <laughs> All right. I think here, yeah, here's my hot take. I think George Clooney, maybe because the script sucked, you know, I don't know, maybe, but he, I feel like he phoned in that whole movie. I really do. Every time I watch it, it just feels like he did not want to be in it. I maintain, but maybe he thought the script sucked. So maybe that's why, I don't know, but I don't think he did a good job. See, it's this is what I like. I like an actor that will get a bad script and go, fine, it's bad. I'm going to put my whole heart in it. And that's why I like Nicolas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. this movie sucks. I'm still going to act it. <laughs> you know, and props to him for that, really. I agree. Like, right. <laughs> it's the best. I love it. That, sometimes that's enough to save a movie. <laughs> it, you know, you're 100% right. I get annoyed um, when I get annoyed with actors that act above the movie they're in. It's like you're in it. Like just do it now. That's your job. Like sometimes yeah. I don't want to do my job, but I still do it. You can do that too. Yeah, it, you know <laughs> we're all in it for the paycheck. You know, again, <laughs> capitalism wins. So. <laughs> like we don't want capitalism to win, but also you're making like so much more money than me. So at least try. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so 
uh, one of the things that I, I really dug about this story was the, you know, like I mentioned before, the, the world building. Yeah. yeah. You know, where I think, I, I don't, hmm, I don't know how to say this. Hmm. Uh, like Spider-Man is essential to the story, right? Mm -hmm. In terms of like yeah, Venom's like arc. Emotional and yeah. Right. But at the same time, if you took him out, it could still work, mm -hmm. I think. Um, Agreed. Where, what, what's, uh, so that's you know, so kind of like contradictory, but you know, <laughs> he kind of no, makes no, sense. No, that makes sense. He's essential to the emotional arc, not to the story arc. Yes, there it is. Okay, yeah. great. I got you. Uh, <laughs> um, and I'm such a big fan of the way, like, the like the underground society the mm -hmm. reverend rickshaw or, or whatever oh, his yeah. name was just just they were all 100 percent believable characters you know the I ones agree. who saw how heroic venom was and tried to protect them and the ones who just you can't change their minds he's a monster yeah and i was like you know again and this is kind of that you know when you're talking about uh queer reading right you know mm -hmm. Uh -huh. There's there's that too, isn't there? Yeah. The idea of like, no, like I I know this person. They're they're fine. They're not. There's nothing wrong with them. And then, uh -huh. you know, uneducated folks just, uh -huh. you know, hitting their religious texts. Uh -huh. It this tells me it's a sin, so it's a sin. Uh -huh. You know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's it's funny, right? Once you start reading it through that lens, you're like, how could this not have been written intentionally? And yet it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and. <laughs> there are times where I think that sometimes the, you know, it, it, I mean, it's art, isn't it? It's subjective, you know. The, yeah, so sure. I, I love the idea that you know, um, you know, writers, you know, or directors or whatever will hear like a fan theory about a movie or a yeah. book or whatever, and then they kind of adopt it. They're like, like yeah. uh, um, Kevin Feige heard the rumor about like the little boy wearing the Iron Man mask at the end of Iron Man 2 was Peter Parker. And he was like, that's kind of cool. Like, yeah, why, why can't he be Peter Parker? Yeah. Um, can accepted. Right. And it, it's stuff like that, you know, like my favorite, like non superhero movie fan theory is that um, Sean Connery in the rock is actually his James Bond. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I like all the ones that connect like, I can't, I won't be able to recall any of them now, but there's a bunch that like connect a bunch of horror movies that are not in the same universe, but mm. they just put, put them all in the same universe. I like, I like that. That's the kind of thing. Love I should have known, I should have known you were going to say horror because my first thought was there's this huge theory about this yeah. guy who put together all the Pixar movies. Oh, so I yes. thought you were going to say well, that. That was my other thought too. Yeah. The yeah. Pixar one is wild. Like how, Toy Story and Cars and like yeah, mm. how they're all in the same universe. It makes yeah. perfect sense to me too. It, I 100% agree. And yeah. I was like, and then as you said horror, I was like, oh, of course you would have said horror. <laughs> I love Pixar Which, too. I contain multitudes. <laughs> <laughs> we're not just one thing yeah, here, you know. Right, despite just being a Spider-Man book club. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you uh, also have a Batman podcast. You contain multitudes. <laughs> that is true. That's true. Uh, um. Yeah, so one thing we haven't touched on yet uh, that I think is my favorite part of the book is uh, Eddie's hair. Yes, Just... I knew it. I was like, <laughs> I was waiting. I was I was going to give you the mullet, though, if you, I was going to wait for you to bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, oh, it's, it's so funny. Hair. Well, when the police first see him, they're like, 
hey, is that him? Is that is that Brock? It's like his hair is different. And I was just like, oh, Eddie, you let it grow like that. <laughs> <laughs> so good. It's luscious. <laughs> luscious. Uh, but, you know, you know, but Parker Stranger, had a similar one, too. <laughs> in some of the Stranger books. Things is bringing back the mullet. I'm seeing it. My students, I'm seeing students showing up, 18-year-old babies showing up with mullets. So it's happening. Prepare yourself. My, my <laughs> best friend had a mullet and a mustache, I think, last summer. There you go. And I, and I have learned that if I say I hate it, change it, he yeah, won't do it. Yeah, that's just a firing off the starting pistol right there. Yeah, so I just yeah. stay quiet. And I'm I just... You. And then I'm like, he'll get out of this phase. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's coming back. It was Stranger Things' fault. <laughs> I I don't doubt it. Um, <laughs> but uh, Tom Hardy better have a mullet in part three. Oh, here. my God. If Tom Hardy did a mullet, are you kidding? Oh, sexy. <laughs> I, I don't like a mullet, but if Tom Hardy did it... Mm. I'd be down. <laughs> it's it's like that with mustaches for me. There's some yeah. men when they pull it off, it's like, oh, hello. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't not, know you could not, pull that off. Not Henry Cavill, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that one, not so much. We're all and, traumatized by that one. <laughs> oh, Justice League. What you could oh, have been Justice and should have been. Oh, Justice um, Not all a four-hour right. cut, though. Just throwing that up. <laughs> That's a oh, tough set. RIP. RIP. Um. Anyway, back to Venom. Um, <laughs> Release what... the four-hour Venom cut. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, what... So in terms of like, uh, this may be a strange question, like the color. Oh, I love those. <laughs> I I love that it, it has that very like Batman the Animated Series look to it. Yes. Right? Where it's like it's so it's black with the blue highlights. Um, yes. And... Uh, and it's funny because I was looking at it, going, you know, it's it's sort of visually, you know, you know, because blue is a very calming color, mm -hmm. tricking me into liking him, so that like because he was all black yeah. in the Spider-Man books. Yes. So now that he more color, yeah, 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 it's really it's smart, like color theory. It's really smart. I agree. This is um. He's often like not at nighttime too in this. Yeah, yeah. Like daylight. It's it's much more colorful. It is there's a lot of like very subtle differences between this and other Venom comics. I noticed it too. You're we mm -hmm. like, oh, this is this is not your this is not your dad's Venom. This is friendly neighborhood Venom. <laughs> right. And 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 like I said, Mark Bagley, it just you know, he gets half the credit because the, oh, yeah. the inking and the coloring is just so gorgeous. Yeah. And and it helps that at this time, while some of the comics were kind of dark, like mm -hmm. this one and even the Spider-Man books at the time were bright, you know. Absolutely, yeah. Where you have like the, the Punisher in the, you know, the next shelf over doing God right. knows what. So <laughs> Probably murdering cops. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. I'm sort of now realizing how similar Venom and, <laughs> and uh, Punisher's costumes are. They are. You're not wrong. So that's a little funny, but, uh, but yeah, it, I, yeah, it's such a, you know, and so I have my Funko pop here of the, oh, the comic yes. cover. I love it yeah. so much. Oh, it's great. Aww, um, and I, I just love this, uh, this idea of the, uh, I don't know. It, we kind of touched on it already. You know, the, the, the monster, the misunderstood monster theory, yeah. you know, like, you know, yeah. a movie like, uh, like the iron giant does stuff like yeah. that. Right. You know? Yeah. 
and it's so it's so fascinating to me because this this was a character that for so long I was just like I just like him when he's a villain you know like yeah. that's that, that's where he's best and then to have this where I'm like changing my mind and yeah and I and I love that Peter at the end you know he doesn't even need to say anything to Brock he just leaves he's like MJ I think we're good I'm coming home yeah. you know yeah like I thought that was that was a really good send off like okay like we're like they're 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 at least okay you know yeah. <laughs> And he le he leaves him to take care of a very very gay San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> well, Parker didn't fit in there at all. That's yeah. what we talked about. <laughs> yeah, Peter was walking around. He's like, ah, "This is making me ask too many questions. I need to go home to my girl." <laughs> Eyes on the prize. I don't feel safe. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, "Oh, Peter, you're fine. You're just overreacting." <laughs> yeah, Peter, calm down. You're you're good. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> um well chris this has been a blast getting to yes. talk about this um yeah so if people are uh swinging through the interwebs uh yes. in san francisco uh where can they find you <laughs> well they can keep on swinging and join me over in gotham where uh me and my best friend tj host the gotham outsiders podcast which is a queer feminist look at batman and his whole fam um, they can also find me on the Talking Comics podcast, where I regularly host talking about all things comics, and on the Thirsty on Tune podcast, where I talk about independent stories of all kinds, books, comics, TV, you name it. Um, all things, well, they're all queer, I should say. In case it wasn't clear, all three of those podcasts are queer. Uh, <laughs> and I now write for the Lesbrary, which is... Um, yeah, lesbian book uh, review. So it's lesbian <laughs> library, lesbary. Yeah, there you go. Very clever. <laughs> <laughs> so you can check me out on all those places and you can find me on social media. Um, I'm everywhere except I've left Elon's ex. Um, so yeah. you can mainly find me on Blue Sky, Insta, and things like that. But if you want to find the link to all those, go to linktree.com slash the myth of psyche and they're all linked there. So you don't have to try to hunt me down on all the places. <laughs> Uh, the, uh, Chris is uh, worth the uh, the hunt though. So, oh, thank always, you. Always a pleasure. And um, I got I got a shout out. If you want more venom like this, and you want more lighthearted venom, there mm -hmm. was a new comic that just came out called Double Trouble, and it is a all ages Venom Spider Man team up that is adorable. okay. Yeah, I saw that. I saw I saw it in the store at least, so I know what you're talking it's about. It's cute. Yeah. It's really really funny. They did one recently, which was Loki and Thor that I loved, and then they mm. did a sequel one that's Venom and Peter, and it's very cute. So I recommend. Oh yeah, yeah, that's on the list for sure. Yeah. Um, as for me, you can find me at Spider Man Books on Twitter. Uh, you can email me spidermanbookclub at gmail.com. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please uh, write a review, subscribe, get those buds in ears. And we'll end, as I always like to, paying homage to Stan Lee, Excelsior!